970 WAMD Aberdeen and this is the Harford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Harford County and beyond. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith with the Harford County Public Library and that is Bob Mumby. <laughs> Harford Edge is brought to you each week by your Harford County Public Library. Today's an exciting day. We'll be speaking with Jenny Dombach, the Foundation Director for Harford County Public Library, and Joe Ligo. Associate Producer, Editor of Maryland Public Television's Motor Week, and incidentally, the Celebrity Judge at the 2018 Romancing the Chrome event. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Um, we have, we're only going to do a quick courtesy thing. We're just going to um, remind folks, never give money to cold callers asking for charities. Uh, today's uh, winner is the National Veterans Service Fund. They have raised 70.2 million in the past 10 years and $300,000 have gone to the cause, oh, quote unquote. I hate to hear that. Um, 64 million has gone to the marketing firm who's making the phone calls. Wow. Um, uh, that, the Wishing Well Foundation USA, 12.6 million raised, 200,000. Wow. Gone to some cause, which, and all that cause, it all goes to the salary of sure. the CEO who also owns the marketing company. Sure, sure. Children's Leukemia Research Association, $9.8 million. Disabled Police Officers Counseling Center. American Association of State Troopers. Breast Cancer Relief Foundation. Mm. Firefighters Charitable Foundation. The Children's Wish Foundation, which gets some press. Uh, 90, $92 million raised. Um, 6% to alleged end causes are American veterans. Isn't that a great cause? I was going to say all those names tug at the heartstring. Like they make you go, oh, the Children's Wish Fund. The Roger Wyburn Mason and Jack M. Blount Foundation <laughs> for Eradication of Rheumatoid Disease. Wow. One, nine million raised, 0%. Wow. To any disease. Survivors and victims... Victims empowered. That's really general. Mm -hmm. figure Absolutely. You, there's so many things you're helping. Yep. Um, 7.7 million, 1% uh, to an alleged. Find the children. Find the children. 7.4 million. Wow. That's a lot of money combined on that sheet right there. So go to hell, all of you. Yes. Donate local. Donate local. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. I'm done. <laughs> it's a great Friday. We're done with that already. Yes. You guys want to do some trivia? Yes, Jenny's going to help me. All right. Everything right. Oh, boy. Drum roll. Okay. All right. The month of April is named after Aphrodite, the Greek goddess of what? Uh, fertility. Love. Love. There you go. Well, same. Kind of related. Kind of related. <laughs> Sometimes it, you hope it isn't. <laughs> um, it's also thought that the name April comes from the Latin word meaning to open and this describes trees opening in the springtime. Hmm, I like I thought that. thought that was interesting. I'm seeing that just in time for snow this weekend. Do you know why September is the ninth month and not the seventh? No. And why October is the tenth month and not the eighth? No. November is the eleventh and not the ninth. And December, which is Deca, mm -hmm. is the twelfth. Mm -hmm. um, because in the uh, when they went to the Gregorian calendar from the Julian calendar, they added two months okay. for two of the Caesars. July for Julius, Julius and August for Augustus. Ah. So like that's why those four months got system. bummed back. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I could have just made it up, too. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder about you, Bob. I'm like, I need to fact check that. Um, number two, this Elizabethan playwright, also known as the Bard of Avon, was born and died in April. Shakespeare. Yes, sir. Ding, ding, ding. I know. <laughs> there actually is a lot of questions in here about famous people. April's like, a, if you're born in April, chances of you being famous are really up there. <laughs> um, are you? Is it, uh, when, when's your no. birthday? Mine's January. October. December. <laughs> all got, right. I got bumped from 10th to 12th about 400 years ago. <laughs> we all know our status in the world. <laughs> April's birthstone is also known as one of the hardest substances on Earth. Its name comes from the Greek word... Adamus, meaning untamable and related to the word adamant. Diamond. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> Good job. I should have known you knew that, Jenny. I didn't know where it came from. 
Oh, that's, that's very good. Thank uh -huh. you, Jenny. Mm -hmm. um, often referred to as a Renaissance genius, this famous painter, born in April, was fascinated by the flight of birds and mechanisms of guns. Uh, da Vinci. That's correct. Wow. Bob, you're on your game today. He's, um, he actually drew a design for a helicopter in uh, like 1490. Um, wow. Yeah, really was amazing. All right. The two signs in the traditional zodiac calendar that fall in April are both domestic quadrupeds. <laughs> Thanks, Megan. With cloven hoofs. Hint, the first symbol is a ram, the other is a bull. Taurus. Correct. And... Aries. Yes. Awesome. Like, Mary would be proud of you guys. Good teamwork. Yes. Is Mary... um? She's not an astrologist, is she? Oh, she's, yeah. yeah. Really? So now it's pirates, Disney princesses, <laughs> and astrology. She's well-rounded. <laughs> and she's think... a Capricorn, right on the cusp of Aquarian. And so. she visits Disney World for ev during every single sign. <laughs> it's her uh, method in life. Um, okay, now this is interesting. Adolf Hitler was also born in April, but he's not a German native, as one would think. Rather, he was born in this neighboring country, which was part of a dual monarchy with Hungary at the time of his birth. Uh, Austria. Austria. Yeah, That's was correct. Good mm -hmm. job, you guys. And Franz Duke Ferdinand, uh, who was the Archduke of Austro-Hungary, was assassinated, and it started World War One. <sighs> and much. there is credible research that suggests Adolf Hitler was Jewish. Interesting, a, uh, really? Yes. On what side? Like, um, uh, well, I don't know. Just curious uh, if he didn't, if he was like a, an orphan or... I don't know. But there's hmm. a picture of him when he was three and a half years old, and it's absolutely scary. Oh, could, it's almost like good. you could see it in his eyes. Yeah. Any picture it, of him is scary. Yeah. Yes. My sister's a teacher, and she said some of the kids in her class, you can tell, you can see it at a young age that they are destined for certain things just by the way they carry themselves. And she's like, you know, you try so hard to guide them in a certain way, and it just is part of their hubris. So, Nature yep. versus nurture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, this worldwide holiday, celebrated each year on April 22nd, is celebrated through various events aiming at demonstrating support for environmental protection. Birthday? Correct. Hmm. Right. I always thought right. it was in May. No, it's coming up in two weeks, three weeks. <clears throat> Plant those trees. Before the snow. <laughs> yeah, really. If you can get a shovel in the ground. I know. Oh my gosh. All right, this is the last one. We have not stumped you on any of these today. The U.S. president, this U.S. president, died suddenly on April 12, 1945, after suffering a cerebral hemorrhage. He had been president since 1943 and was the only president to serve four consecutive terms. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Bing. Good job, you guys. In, in Warm Springs, Georgia. That's where he, uh, he died. I don't know why I know that. I crowded <laughs> out matter. something important from yesterday. Um, oh, those were good ones. And I'm not saying that only because Jenny and I got them all right. <laughs> I feel like you can get through your day. I have two for you. All right. Why Why are... Pretzels are hundreds of years old. Mm -hmm. Europe, they think Germany, medieval times. Why are they twisted like that? Does it have something to do with the cross? Very close. Okay. It's, it's um, meant to look like arms crossed in prayer. Okay. So they say that monks... Um, when they did it, they had the bread, and that's what they did it huh. for. So the monks invented champagne and pretzels. Sounds like a great time. Up. Yeah. Pretzels are one of my favorite snacks. I love pretzels, pretzels and cheese. Yes. Yep. Preferably Velveeta cheese, which is not cheese. No, it is not. It's, it's cheese, cheese product. Yeah, cheese, well, <laughs> cheese food, they call it. Like, add another name that it isn't <laughs> to, to, to make it something that it's not. True. It's like um, grape nuts. No grapes, no nuts. That's what George <laughs> Carlin used to say. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, little George. <laughs> uh, speaking of um, 
the food. Uh, why is it called spam? Uh, it's just a contraction of two words. Spam. Uh, spiced ham. Oh, okay. From also, your vegetarian also provost, not food. I yeah, I don't <laughs> want to know what's in there. I think a tire that I, I, I threw out twenty years ago was in. And the last thing is, do you know why it's called, someone is called a scapegoat, the origin of that? I have no idea. Yeah, um, as, no we, idea. It's a, uh, it, as we know, it's an innocent person or thing blamed for wrongdoings of others. <clears throat> Having a scapegoat to blame eases people's consciences for wrongs they may have committed. The term comes from the biblical practice of the Hebrews of symbolically transferring the sins of the people onto a goat that is let loose in the wilderness to die. And on that cheery That's note. Sadness. Come on. Let's Yay. have a one. <laughs> All righty. Um, that is, you know what? Let's go to the news. Okay. No, let's, uh, let's skip the news. Okay. And let's go to a break. Okay. I'm not even following my own script here. <laughs> let's throw it to the wind. When we come back, we'll be talking with Jenny Dombeck, the Foundation Director of Hartford County Public Library, and Joe Ligo, Associate Producer and Editor of Maryland Public Television's Motor Week and our celebrity judge at the 2018 Romancing the Chrome event. Romancing the Chrome, the largest car show of its kind in northeastern Maryland. Organized by the Hartford County Public Library Foundation and Jarrettsville Lions Club, featuring more than 250 classic automobiles. It takes place Saturday, April 14th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Jarrett's Field in Jarrettsville. Rain date is Saturday, April 21st. This event is family-friendly, and admission is absolutely free of charge. The 7th Annual Romancing the Chrome features an exciting children's area, music, vendors, delicious food, a beer garden, the Hartford County Public Library Rolling Reader, and much, much more. Joe Ligo, Associate Producer, Editor of Maryland Public Television's Motor Week, is the day's celebrity judge. The headline sponsor is Keen Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Other sponsors include Miller Septic Services, Jarrettsville Federal Savings and Loan Association, Jarrettsville Creamery and Deli, Armstrong, and American Design and Build. Car show participants will compete for cash prizes. For more information, call 410-273-5600, extension 6514, or visit romancingthechrome.org. Harford County Public Library Foundation is a 501c3 charitable organization established to raise funds to augment the financial resources of Harford County Public Library and to promote awareness of its services. Visit hcplonline.org. Welcome back. You're listening to WAMD 970 AM Aberdeen. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Harford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby. And this is the Harford Edge. We're delighted today to have Jenny Dombach, the Foundation Director for Harford County Public Library, in the studio with us. Jenny joined Harford County Public Library after serving as Marketing and Events Manager for the ARC Northern Chesapeake Region. She has also served as Executive Director for the Rockfield Foundation, Wedding and Event Coordinator for La Cakery, Event and Sales Manager for Disney Regional Entertainment, and Senior Account Executive Consultant for the Federal Business Council. Welcome, Jenny, and thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me today. Of course. We can't wait for Romancing the Chrome. But so. first, tell us who Jenny Dombeck is. How did you get here? Are you, Walt, are you a Hartford person? I am. I was uh, born and raised in Hereford County, um, graduate of C. Milton Wright High School. Um, love, love, love this place. Um, tried to leave, but it's like a <laughs> magnet. It just... Just when you think in. you're out, they keep pulling you back in. <laughs> That's right. And now um, live here with my husband and uh, my two children. And how old are your kids? Uh, Eleven and eight. Ah, the fun years are starting. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. They certainly are. Did your husband get his first eye roll from your daughter? Um, I actually have two boys. Oh, I so. thought you had one in one. No, I, I have two boys, um, so nothing sacred in the house. Um, all breakables have been put away for the next uh, sure. 10 or 12 years. Sure. Do they do eye rolls, though? Boys, too? Um, yes, in their own special, yes. their own okay. special way. <laughs> yeah. Their own finesse. I remember when I got my first eye roll from my, my daughter. She was about 12. <laughs> Did it break your heart? <laughs> Did you realize no, I was ready for it. Um. <laughs> Okay, so 
Harford County Public Library Foundation, first of all, congratulations for ending up at the best institution in the county. Thank you. Um, uh, I always say there's a few there's a few executives in the county, um, all of them women, come to think of they it. They are. You are that, correct. Uh, that really have it down. Mm -hmm. um, I was just telling Miss Cross from New York the same thing. And, mm -hmm. um, She's another amazing one. And uh, so anyway... Harford County Public Library Foundation. Tell us a little about what uh, what that does. Well, the Harford County Public Library Foundation um, supports the library. So we raise funds um, for um, special projects, things that aren't budgeted um, but are certainly needed mm -hmm. for um, the branches and the, and the county, whether it be um, innovation or programming, um, equipment improvements, um, all those wonderful things that really enhance the library system and give back to the community. It's a really unique nonprofit um, and probably uh, one of the fewest of its kind because we actually don't have any employees, so 100% of the funds goes directly back to the library, which is truly, truly amazing. Sort of like the complete opposite of those charities exactly. I read at the beginning. Exactly. Um, well, that, that's fantastic. And, um, and I know, uh, uh, what are some of the examples of what the foundation has funded over the years um, as far as, or what, is, what are some of the goals for upcoming things? What are we looking to do? Well, uh, we definitely have a need for a new rolling reader and a silver reader. Um, that's part of our outreach within the county. Um, obviously, always... Um, looking for the latest and greatest in technology and making that available to the community. Um, you know, technology changes by the minute, um, so that's something that we're constantly looking to improve and enhance. Um, certainly programming, um, author that's discussions. That's a big one. Yeah. The experience. Um, we are, um, mm -hmm. we are, have a huge part in the Summer Reading Challenge, which is an amazing program that we offer to all the kids in the county. Only 17,000 yeah. re registered uh, really? last year, so amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and we also um, host our annual fundraiser, which is the gala, and then do a community um, event, which is Romancing the Chrome. And I, and I love how it, it, it works out, because a lot of organizations... So try to, I won't use that verb, try to maximize what they budget for things. And then what often happens is coming down to the last quarter, they end up having to spend, of, spend, spend the full budget so it isn't cut next year. I, what the library does, it doesn't put as much padding in and relies on the foundation to fill sort of backfill on some of the things that are needed. Uh, so I think that's very financially sound as well. Not surprising, but sound. Mm -hmm. um, romancing the Chrome. Um, this is always a good one. Um, I love when you show up and you see this sea of colors and chrome. And tell us about Romancing the Chrome. Um, first, let's uh, start with the date and how people find out more on volunteering or sponsoring or entering or uh, giving money, etc. Okay. Well, this is our seventh year. It's the seventh annual Romancing the Chrome Car Show. Um, it takes place in Jarrett's Field in Jarrett'sville on Saturday, April the 14th from 10 to 4. That's a so week from tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And uh, with a rain date of April the 21st, however, we're not going to need that. Um <laughs> Registration begins at 8 a.m. on the day of the event, and it's $20 per car. Um, the event is free to the community, so it's very family-friendly. Um, come as you are, enjoy um, food and beverage and um, the, the amazing cars that um, are on display. You can find out a lot more information on romancingthechrome.com, uh, um, or .org, rather. Mm -hmm. um, there's information on there about sponsorships, which are certainly still available. Um, we have some great sponsorship opportunities. Um, the pre-registration is closed at this point, so um, come early, register your cars. Um, we have 12 different classes um, from historic, 
to muscle cars to domestic to foreign. That's what makes it really fun, I think, just the variety. There's certainly a large variety of cars that are there. Um, we do have cash prizes and trophies. Um, we have a $500 cash prize for the awesome. grand prize winner, which is best in show. And then um, prizes for first through set, first through third place uh, for each for each um, each car ranking or what have you. Okay. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, uh, and we're going to have Joe Ligo on in a little bit, who is the judge or one of the judges, the, the lead judge. Well, he is our celebrity judge celebrity this year. Judge. Um, however, we have uh, a lot of other judges that are from all different parts of the community. We also have Sheriff Gaylor, who will be, um, selecting his Hero's Choice Award. Um, and he'll be presenting that the day of the event, which is a really exciting, um, exciting addition to the event that we added just two years ago in honor of the two deputies that lost their lives, um, while they were, um, protecting the community. Uh... Patrick Daly and Mark Logsdon. God bless you guys. Mm -hmm. I love what uh, Christy posted uh, before St. Patty's Day. Um, Christy Kaler is the mm -hmm. PIO for Sheriff Gaylor's uh, H, um, HCSO. Uh, it was a picture of a police vehicle, and it said, You provide the alcohol, we'll provide the chase car. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was, uh, it's always good, and a tongue-in-cheek Mm -hmm. um on that uh so um people if someone wants to sponsor can they call um uh who should they call because we uh can they call you if they want to write a check to sponsor or support this yes they certainly can they can give me a call anytime if they'd like to sponsor okay and what's your number uh 410-273-5600 okay so we just got Jenny Dombach's phone number That's on the right. air. <laughs> Give her a call. And this is a really kid-friendly event. We have a lot of activities for children, so the whole family really can come out. We're going to have the Rolling Reader there and the Silver Reader there, and Tails Jr. is going to be there from 12 to 3. It's Who is Tails really, Jr.? He's our mascot, and he has a big, furry, fuzzy belly, and kids <laughs> love to snuggle up. We're going to have story time, and Tails Jr. will be there. So it's really a, it's a fun event. And um, the weather for Saturday, April 14th is 66 and sunny. Yes. Perfect. And so it may be revised upward to 69 or 68, As long 70. as it doesn't go down and have any threat of rain. Right, indeed. The R um, word. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, or the S word. Or the S word. <laughs> this is true. Um, but I think they've changed that. Um, but anyway. Okay. You know what? Maybe we're going to go get Joe on. Okay. Um, Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll have Joe Ligo from MPT's Motor Week on the line with us. The largest car show of its kind in northeastern Maryland. Organized by the Hartford County Public Library Foundation and Jarrettsville Lions Club, featuring more than 250 classic automobiles. It takes place Saturday, April 14th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Jarrett's Field in Jarrettsville. Rain date is Saturday, April 21st. This event is family-friendly, and admission is absolutely free of charge. The 7th Annual Romancing the Chrome features an exciting children's area music, vendors, delicious food, a beer garden, the Hartford County Public Library Rolling Reader, and much, much more. Joe Ligo, associate producer, editor of Maryland Public Television's Motor Week, is the day's celebrity judge. The headline sponsor is Keen Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Other sponsors include Miller Septic Services, Jarrettsville Federal Savings and Loan Association, Jarrettsville Creamery and Deli, Armstrong, and American Design and Build. Car show participants will compete for cash prizes. For more information, call 410-273-5600, extension 6514, or visit romancingthechrome.org. Harford County Public Library Foundation is a 501c3 charitable organization established to raise funds to augment the financial resources of Harford County Public Library and to promote awareness of its services. Visit hcplonline.org. Welcome back. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Hartford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby, and this is the Hartford Edge. We're delighted today to have Joe Ligo on the line with us. 
Joe is the associate producer and editor of Maryland Public Television's Motor Week, and incidentally, our celebrity judge at the 2018 Romancing the Chrome event. Welcome, Joe, and thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. I think this is the first time I've been called a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> but not the last, Joe. Oh, thanks for the vote of confidence. Uh, speaking of which, tell us about yourself and then tell us about Motor Week. Sure. Well, I am, uh, I've been at Motor Week about two years, two and a half years now. And, of course, to work here you have to be a, a car enthusiast because uh, I love cars, old, new. You know, I'll drive whatever I can get my hands on just because it's always something different and new to experience. And uh, at Motor Week I'm the, a producer and a video editor, so I spend a lot of my time assembling the segments that you will see on the show. Motor Week's a half-hour program that includes everything from new car test drives to historical segments to car care advice. And so I spend a lot of my time behind the wheel of a computer editing together the segments that then go into the, the half-hour program. And how do folks um, watch Motor Week, watch your past shows? Sure. Motor Week is a production of Maryland Public Television, so if you get MPT pretty much anywhere in the state of Maryland, you can watch Motor Week. And uh, actually, it's on tomorrow, Saturday at 5 p.m., but then also it repeats throughout the week, uh, Sunday at noon and Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. And we're also on the Velocity Cable Channel, uh, and that's various times throughout the week. They run our show multiple times during the week. But you can watch us on MPT, and then, of course, uh, stuff ends up on YouTube as well. If you go to our Motor Week YouTube channel, you can watch all our videos there. So, as, uh, as my boss says, you really have no excuse for missing Motor Week. Uh, well, that's great. And uh, tell us how you got here, Joe. Uh, what is your background well, my, my background is in television, and uh, I worked in Pittsburgh. I grew up north of Pittsburgh and worked in the Pittsburgh area. And then at one point I had an internship with Motor Week, and a couple years later when a position opened up, I jumped at the chance to come back. So, And I've been here ever since. So I'm originally a Pennsylvanian, but I hope the Ravens fans won't hold that against me. Well, depends on how rabid you are. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I care more about cars than sports. Okay, okay. Then we, we'll accept that. You'll be safe. <clears throat> so, uh, Romancing the Chrome, is this your first year... Uh, uh, involved yeah. in this event, Joe? This is this is my first year involved, and it was funny. It was probably back in, like, December or something that uh, somebody approached me about it and said, hey, you know, can we, you know, we've had other Motor Week personalities be be celebrity judges at this event. Would you like to go? <laughs> and it took me about a half second to say yes, absolutely, because, I mean, I'd go to car shows anyways, even if I wasn't, you know, a judge. I just love the environment of being around all the old cars and, and looking at all the wild and different things people have and collect and drive. Well, one of the things I love about them, uh, as a matter of fact, coincidentally, um, I was at Wawa the other day and I saw Wayne Norman's son, Chip, Senator Wayne Norman, who just uh, passed uh, last month. And Wayne uh, was a collector and a refurbisher and Chip was driving a 1976 MG and he opened the hood for me, and it, how simple this engine was and how few moving parts and accoutrements, it was just amazed me um, that, uh, you know, the brilliance of the design of these things and uh, no computers. Um, I even, he even let me uh, uh, move the throttle bar and rev it up. Uh, I don't think you could do that on a car now uh, if you can get past all the the covers, um, but uh, that's one of the things that amazes me about these things. And tell us about the, some of the cars we're going to see and the different uh, the different types that uh, you're going to be going to be judging. I think there's uh, Jenny said there's um, is there um, yeah there's seven a, classes right. There's a bunch of different categories, and uh, so it's all divided into you know domestic, foreign and then also divided by year. So there's like a pre-1992 and then a po you know 1993 and beyond. So that's kind of neat that they're, they're dividing the classes that way because we're starting to see more and more people collect cars from the 90s and so forth. Like the you know, cars that I grew up with and you know, friends at high school drove are now 
collectibles, which seems kind of odd to me, but it's really cool that there's a po- there's a 1993 onward class for both domestic and foreign cars, and then there's a pre-1992 class, and they have muscle cars, imports and tuners are their own class, Jeep truck SUV is its own class, and then they have historic, which is pre-1949, so, you know, a lot of interesting sort of post-World or pre-World War II cars. And so, yeah, so it's all divided up in these different divisions, which is neat because then as a spectator, you know, there's a little bit of something for everybody, whether you're, you know, there's, people are always going to be arguing over muscle cars versus import cars versus tuner cars. So that's the thing that appeals to me is that it's not just going to be row after row of Mustangs and Camaros, but there's actually going to be a, a wide variety and hopefully some, some different stuff there. I I love strange stuff. I love old cars that are, you know, that you don't see everywhere. And this is the kind of show that has that kind of stuff. Well, speaking of strange, um, we'll ask you about the Gremlin now and the Pacer, since you're an, a, you're an AMC fan. Um, yes. And yes, I can hear my coworkers rolling their eyes in the other <laughs> room, I'm sure, because they know that I can talk about AMC stuff all day. But, but no, I, uh, I own a 1972 AMC Ambassador, which is a big four-door luxury boat, you know, all the acres big, of vinyl and wood grain and stuff. The big brome with about 10 liters. or <laughs> Right, yeah, I think I get like, you know, single-digit gas mileage. But, of course, I haven't had it out because it keeps snowing every every five days. So hopefully, knock on wood, we're uh, we're into the clear with weather. Uh, and uh, a lot of people don't know AMC was wasn't George Romney the president? Yes, for a while he was he was president and CEO from 1954 to 1962 when he decided to leave the auto industry and get into politics. And uh, I don't know. There's a lot of people who think he should have stayed in the auto industry. <laughs> See, it seemed like everything he touched turned to gold when he was in charge there, and then as soon as he left, things went downhill. So some people say he would have been much better off sticking to cars. But, you know, what well, can you do? <laughs> That's uh, history. I, I used to love uh, the Rambler. Um, uh, and Actually, that was Nash was part of, uh, wasn't that a merger, that the old Nash? Yes. Okay. Yes, it was uh, two car companies, Hudson and Nash, merged, and that created American Motors. Okay. And you mentioned Ramblers. One of my coworkers loves, like, 50s Ramblers. He wants to build, like, a surf wagon, you know, the sort of the California style with the surfboard on top and, you know, lower it and, and uh, trick it out. So. Well, we're going to ask cool. you about your favorite muscle car and if um, uh, the uh, AMC uh, is in there. Uh, as well, so. <laughs> well, it, I'd be I'd be hard pressed to say something other than you know the Javelin or the AMX would be probably my favorite muscle car. But I, it's interesting you bring up muscle cars. There's a new segment on Motor Week uh, called Muscle Car Memories that I'm the producer for. It was uh, John Davis's idea. He the you know he's the executive producer and, and host of the show. And he said, well, let's do something with old cars. He said, you know, Joe, would you like to do a segment on, on old muscle cars? And, of course, I said yes, because any excuse to, you know, find and drive classic muscle cars is, is right up my alley. And so we did, a, we did a piece back in the fall on the AMC AMX. But actually, this Saturday, a segment is airing on a 1975 Chevrolet Chevelle Laguna Type S3, which <laughs> that's quite a mouthful. But if you watch Motor Week this weekend, here's my, my shameless plug for the show. If you watch Motor Week this weekend, you can see the segment we did on this 75 Chevelle and get some uh, muscle car history there. The, um, uh, a buddy of mine had, had one of those, and he put headers on them. I, I remember they were just noisy. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I said in the, in the video. I say, you know, you floor it. And the car gets louder, but it doesn't go any faster. <laughs> it was, it was a pretty, uh, pretty tepid muscle car. Uh, you know, the mid '70s were not a, a bright spot in American performance for sure, with all the pollution control stuff going on. But uh, it's still an interesting car, and definitely one of, of of all the old cars I've driven. It was definitely one of the more interesting ones. It wasn't one of the faster ones, but it was definitely interesting. Well, and we're sh- I'm sure we'll see. Um... Uh, many of those at um, at the Romance in the Chrome. And again, to remind folks, it is uh, Saturday, April 14th, and um, from 10 till 4. And um, 
we're going to talk to Jenny some more about who we have to thank for the sponsors and everything. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, let's do that now, Jenny. Uh, well, we have Joe. Uh, you're doing it with uh, uh, it's been a, with the Lions, Jarrettsville Lions Club, correct? Yes, we have a partnership with the Jarrettsville Lions Club, <clears throat> and um, I want to take a quick minute to thank Joe for. Um, offering up his Saturday to us next Saturday to come out as our celebrity judge. We're really excited to have you, and I know that um, there's quite a buzz um, amongst all the car enthusiasts that attend this that you'll be there, so no pressure. Um. Oh. Well, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled just to be invited. I did, as I said earlier, I mean, I'd, I'd go to an event like this whether or not, whether or not I was invited, so I'm, I'm definitely glad to be there. Well, awesome. We're so happy to have you. Uh, coming next weekend but um you know we couldn't do this uh event we couldn't host this event without the support of our sponsors and um, this year's headlining sponsor is keen dodge chrysler jeep um, they continue to support uh, the library in many many different ways in this um, annual event so thank you so much we also have our premier sponsors which are be miller jarrettsville federal savings and loan and waste industries and our supporting sponsors jarrettsville creamery and armstrong and contributing sponsors american design and build leaf filter smith hardware Pond View Farm and Pit Crew, and Cowboy Eats. Um, these, these sponsors are just amazing and really um, allow us to host this event for the community and, um, and really make it a memorable, memorable one for all the car enthusiasts out there as well. And make sure everyone listening gives all these sponsors business and goes visits mm -hmm. them to, and uh, thanks them and acknowledges them for what they do for community events like this. Absolutely. And how do folks, uh, they can go to www.romanceinthechrome.org to find out more. Correct. Uh, Joe, tell us how, how you judge these things, how these, uh, these uh, like for instance, let's say muscle cars. Uh, what do you look at when you're judging uh, these, and how do you keep it from... Um, really being governed by your personal um, preferences? Well, I suppose everybody's a, a little bit biased, but usually the way car shows work when you're judging a car is, you know, you're looking at the condition of the vehicle and, and the sort of care the owner's given to it. I mean, obviously you expect things to be clean and, you know, well put together, but you're looking for damage, you know, you know, obviously these cars are classic cars and stuff happens over the years, you know, is the paint in good condition, is the, you know, the plastic on the inside, is the dashboard cracked, are the seats all torn up, but then also, you know, you might, it, it depends, different shows judge things differently, you know, there's different rules for every different organization, you know, whether you're considering what the engine is, or is the car original, meaning has the engine been switched, or has, you know, different components been switched, or are there flames painted down the side, that sort of thing, and that's why we have different categories, because there's, you know, a stock category where you're looking for the car to be, you know, as original as possible, or you know, if you're looking in like a, a tuner category or a modified category, well, then you're judging on, you know, how well the modifications are done or that sort of thing. So there's really a lot of, of uh, criteria that gets looked at, and it's, it's depending on your division um, that the car is entered in. And, of course, as, as we said earlier, I'm not the only judge. There's, I'm, I'm just a uh, sort of going along with the flow with the other judges who are, each going to be, you know, experts in their category and that sort of thing. So they'll they'll know a lot more um, because they're probably specific to certain types of cars. But I know in the in the world that in the circles that I go in, uh, I really like cars that are very well preserved and historically, you know, original. Not that I'm against hot rods or anything. There's some really cool hot rods out there. But it's always it's always cool to see. I've seen guys with cars that have, you know, the original tires on them from when wow. they bought the car in, like, 1970, which <laughs> that's, a, that's a little excessive for me. But it's always cool to see how well pre preserved some of these vehicles are. And does it, uh, does it, uh, and that brings up a, a, a question. Uh, how, how much of, uh, is, it, is there any more value if it does have original components, even if they've been switched out from, other other cars or uh if they're fabricated um etc i mean it must be it it really can depend on the type of the car and the type of the class the type of vehicle that it is there's definitely 
something that's original is always going to get uh, is always going to be um liked by people especially if it was a rare car to begin with you know if it was if it was like they only made this Mustang for one year with this one option and this one paint color well then you'd be insane to repaint it and you know chop it chop the roof and lower the car and that sort of thing but then there's other cars that they're not worth a whole lot to begin with, so modifying them can make them worth more money. So it, it really depends on the rare, rarity of the original product that you're starting with. Um, you know, and that's that's one thing, uh, back to the American Motors crowd that I, I run with, is they get real offended if you take the AMC engine out and replace it with, you know, a bigger Chevy motor or a bigger Ford motor or something like that. They're, they're very, they're very uh, adamant about keeping... AMC cars, you know, from being sullied by other parts that are unoriginal. <laughs> but, they're the purest, you know, right? Yes, yes, they're a- yes, they're absolutely pur- purest. But back to the question of value, yeah, it really depends on the class because you'll see some beautiful hot rod and custom work that you know you get these cars that are just priceless because of the money that's been put into them. But at the same time, you'll see a car that you know looks like it was literally dragged out of a barn the day before. And the guy will say, "No, don't touch anything on it. It's all original. You know, you, you know that moss growing on the on the on the roof. That's original. We can't take it off." So I think that there's there's two different schools of thought there: modified versus original. But yeah, definitely, it depends a lot on the car and the rarity of the original model. Well, this MG I was talking about um, when Wayne found it, uh, it had a tree growing through the passenger side uh, floorboard. Uh, that was about uh, six inches in diameter. So um. there reaches a certain point where you need <laughs> you need to restore stuff <laughs> where it's too far gone to be considered original. You know. Yeah, that would have been uh, well. It would have provided shade if it was really sunny out there. Um, oh, that's fantastic! And um, why do you like uh, American Motors cars? What what drew you to the Ambassador? It comes back to the whole idea of, of being unusual, you know, that you don't see a lot of them. Everybody in the car world wants to be unique in some way, and you know, and so that's that's a way that I feel like is it's just it drew me to it. It's that sort of underdog thing, right? It's 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 the smallest company of all the American companies. It's this sort of underdog feeling, you know, you're rooting for the little guy sort of thing. So that's that's the appeal for me. But then also just, like I said, unusual. I love going to car shows and seeing something I've never seen before. There was a a show where I live, uh, I live in southern New York, and there was a show where a guy had like an all-original Ford Falcon station wagon, and it was like a completely cheap, stripped-out, like, basic car, like, you know, three-speed manual transmission, six-cylinder engine, no power accessories. And it was so cool to see because you don't see a lot of, perfectly preserved Ford Falcon station wagons anymore. You know, you, like I said, you see a lot of Mustangs at car shows, but it's, it's always cool to see something that is maybe not a valuable car that's been really well preserved. Um, so those are the kind of things in, uh, that I will specifically really enjoy at the show on Saturday. And I'd encourage other people to look for those kind of cars too. Look for stuff that is just oddball out there, Really, because at a show this big, you're bound to have a lot of that kind of thing, and that's always exciting. Uh, and that's uh, that's one of the reasons I, I love it so much. Uh, I remember uh, for my confirmation, my parents. I had been begging my parents to buy me this bicycle. It was a, like a a chopper bicycle with a sissy bar and a <laughs> banana seat um, and a speedometer. Than the odometer or whatever it was on, oh yep. and um, my parents did, and my, we didn't have a lot of money, but the bike was seventy-five dollars, which was exorbitant. My father bought my sister, who was seven years older than me, a car, um, and it was a '63 Ford Falcon, red Ford Falcon uh, convertible with a white uh, wow. uh, rag top, and um, that was fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Is I know I know a guy who has a lot of amazing classic cars, but he was smart. He bought all of his 1960s cars. He bought them back in the 80s when you could walk onto a used car lot and you know walk away with an uh, with a convertible for 800 bucks. You know, 
<laughs> so yeah. he was smart. He bought all that stuff back when it was cheap. If we only knew, or we, if we only were patient. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, well, Joe, uh, we're going to let you go. Uh, uh, Joe Lido, uh, and it's uh, Joe Ligo. It's uh, J-L-I-G-O at M-P-T dot org. And it's Motor Week. Uh, you can go on YouTube and uh, and and see uh, past uh, episodes, and um, go to M- uh, mpt.org and look at its uh, the schedule for uh, upcoming shows as well. Yeah, and, there's a there's on MotorWeek.org. There's a station locator. You put in your plug in your zip code, and it'll tell you what time and when and where you can watch Motor Week. So that's. That's a new thing we added to our website or that we updated on our website. So, And be sure and watch this weekend because you'll see me. You'll see the Muscle Car Memory segment on that uh, Chevrolet Chevelle Laguna. Okay. And, uh, and um, we're looking forward to seeing you a week from tomorrow up at, uh, in Jarrettsville at the Romancing the Chrome. It'll be a great time. Thanks a lot, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Hey, thanks. All right. Goodbye. Okay. We're going to stay um, with this. Let me hit my buttons okay i hope i hit all the right buttons in the right order hopefully it didn't go dead air now uh right um uh, text me if we're not on the air anymore but if we're not on the air anymore you won't be able to have heard that question it's like are you asleep mary will call us i know that <laughs> she texts me whenever there's a hiss that hissing sound when i yes which i just yes. forgot to do Okay, Mary, the, the slider buttons are all down in the off position. We're squared away. <laughs> all righty. Uh, we have a lot more to talk about with Jenny Dombeck, uh, director, um, foundation director for Harford County Public Library. Um, anything else on Romancing the Chrome uh, we want to make sure folks know? Do you, why don't we read the sponsors' names again if we have them? It's always good to, to point them out, the people we have to thank. Absolutely. Um, you know, this event is hosted in partnership with the Jarrettsville Lions Club. Really great active um, civic group in the community. Um, they are really, they're, they're really uh, so supportive and helpful with setup and day of and it, it amazing, amazing group of hardworking folks. Um, but our sponsors, certainly we appreciate their support and we could not do it without them. Our headlining sponsor, once again, is Keen Dodge Chrysler Jeep. Just a uh, continues to support uh, the library and everything it does and um, supports us strongly with this Romancing the Chrome event. We have our premier sponsors, B.E. Miller and Jarrettsville Federal Savings and Loan and Waste Industries. Also wonderful um, active companies within the community um, and supporting the community and giving back. Our supporting sponsors are Jarrettsville Creamery and Armstrong, and our contributing sponsors are American Design and Build, Leaf Filter, Smith Hardware, Pondview Farm and Pit Crew, and Cowboy Eats. Um, just all wonderful um, businesses within the community, giving back to the community, and um, seeing the importance in how the library serves the community. Just really great partners. Mm-hmm. That's Randy is Cowboy Eats, right? Yes, he oh, okay. is. He is. He's a good guy, and they have unbelievable food. Great food. I like the name. It just <laughs> sounds like good stick-to-your-ribs food. It, it definitely is. They'll actually be serving breakfast and uh, lunch the day of the event. Oh, that's so wonderful. come hungry. I will. And I think it's interesting um, just to talk, spend some time talking to the car owners. They love to share the story. They love to talk about their vehicles. And I think we had over 200 cars last year, correct? Yes, we had over 250 vehicles registered. Um, I think we've had as most as 300 vehicles, Mm -hmm. which is really exciting. Um, It's, you know, it's a great event for car enthusiasts. They Mm -hmm. come from Harford County, Baltimore County, um, even Southern Pennsylvania. They come from all over to enter into this event. So it's, it's a really great opportunity for you to kind of capture some, Mm -hmm. some, um, some folks that, that you normally wouldn't, wouldn't see here. Run into. And just, you know, I remember last year we had a gentleman that came from the Eastern shore and it's like a big operation. He had his truck and he had his trailer and he had a team. This is a really proud moment for them. And I just want to thank everyone who brings their car. Um, doing that because it really makes the event a great day absolutely i have a a, might be a dumb question do the cars have to be in working condition 
Do they ever have to start them? They don't have to start them, no. Okay. So someone could bring it there on a flatbed. Yeah. And it could not run. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the the people that travel really far don't necessarily, depending on the age of their car, drive it. Yeah, um, they don't want to keep the they don't want to put the mileage on it. Mm-hmm. However, if it's a nice day, sometimes they really look oh, for the yeah. opportunity to get it out and yep. get on the open road and enjoy the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good to enjoy it, but it it is really a vocation. It's it a is. it's a mission for these people, mm-hmm. and it's uh, we all benefit because these things are just a, a thing of beauty um, to look at. Okay, evening in the stacks. Uh, you yes. finally told us what the theme was. We couldn't get a, get it out of you ahead of time. Try as we might. There were no no leakers. No. Thank uh, goodness. Um, as far as we know. Correct. So, 2018, Evening in the Stacks, the pink edition. Saturday, October 13th. What is the pink edition? So, the pink edition is um, kind of modeled after the Pink Panther, um, the 1960s Pink Panther, that is. Not the, yes. not the, not the Steve Martin Pink Panther. <laughs> so why do uh, they even try to, to redo things like that? I know. Um, but it, it's a very fun theme. Um, it's easy to get into. Um, you know, we'll be modeling the event uh, after the Pink Panther with a French-themed menu um, in honor of Inspector Clouseau. Um, That's not my dog. <laughs> Oh, those movies are great. Does your dog bite? Or there's no there's no soliciting here. What are you blind? <laughs> yes, <laughs> the guy selling pencils. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Um, some great humor there, and you know we like to keep it light at the library, so um, it really. It suits us well. Um, we'll be bringing back the mood swings, amazing band, great dancing. Um, the food this year is catered by Chef's Expressions, um, and we will be having the oysters. Those are catered by the local oyster, um, Harford County native, um, who has really expanded his business um, throughout the throughout the region. Um, so we'll be doing some very, very excited things and exciting things. Um, the entertainment this year, in addition to the mood swings, is actually um, going to be some very unique, innovative inter- entertainment, um, some interactive entertainment that you normally wouldn't see at events, but um, very reminiscent of the library. Is it's is, it's not the beam? Are you gonna have the beam there? What is that called? The beam. The beam. Is the mm-hmm. beam gonna be there? There are lots of fun possibilities. <laughs> Have oh, you I done the beam wait. yet? Have you no, no, I'm oh, afraid. I'll show you. So You've got to go do I'm it. I'm afraid to do it because I'm, I'm, I'll never leave. <laughs> I'm afraid he's going to like push the kids out of the way oh, and yeah. say, "I own this floor." <laughs> Pe- people will get injured when <laughs> I try. Will. I try to kick a soccer ball into a net or whatever it is. <laughs> so, www.eveninginthestacks.org. Go there immediately after the show. Um, uh, do you have to say www anymore? I don't, I think, don't think so. so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some um, other great things that we're doing um, for the library gala this year is we actually have a raffle. We've brought the raffle back, um, which was generously donated and sponsored by Saxon's Diamond Centers. Um, which they, is great because Saxon really never, they never helps step out up or steps up, do I they? Know. No. Thank you, Saxons. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Um, you can buy purchase raffle tickets on um, the website, um, but we're actually doing a social media scavenger hunt with the raffle item. Um, if you haven't watched the video, please um, visit the website and take a look at the um, promotional video that we taped this year at the Water's Edge Event Center. Um, you will see Mary is wearing white the bling bling um her ring cannot be missed and it disappears so the scavenger hunt um is every wednesday on social media it's posted at 10 15 um you identify the location and let us know where the ring is within the county and um you get a chance to win a free raffle ticket for mm-hmm. um this gorgeous pink diamond it ring it is beautiful it is it a is. showstopper it for is. sure it, um is it like, um, how many carrots is it? 
Is the it like... pink diamond. There's a pink diamond in the middle, and then mm -hmm. it's surrounded by diamonds. Okay. So White it's diamond. carrots. There's an S on the end of it. Carrots. Oh. Yeah, yes. it's gorgeous. Looks it like would an... look lovely on Cindy's hand. Uh, so buy well. some tickets. Uh, this is the raffle thing, yes. right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to buy the actual ring. Oh, I'm not just... going to get shamed into <laughs> no. it at the live auction. <laughs> I don't like, know. We might do that, too. Yeah, you slug. Why will you get this for your wife? I know. <laughs> we do have a lot of great live auction items, though, so we'll shame you into something. Yeah, okay. For I it. always sort of try to stand among the bookshelves. <laughs> um, uh, is Derek doing the... Um, who is the auctioneer? I assume Derek is, is doing Derek, it again. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Hopkins. And he will... Reach out into the crowd and grab you. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I talk to him about three times a day because we're both on the board of Shar Hope together. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Foundation.org. How to get a plug in for one of the sure. most powerful difference making uh, 501c3s in this, this county. Uh, sponsorships <clears throat> are still available. They I know are. they go fast. They do go quickly. Um, and in fact, we're getting sponsors in um, as we speak. Um, but they start as uh, as low as $500. Um, they include gala tickets, which you know is uh, a feat in itself to try and get a gala ticket. It's one of the hottest tickets in town. Last year, we sold out in just 17 minutes. So um, if you're looking for gala tickets and you want to make sure that you can go, a sponsorship is a great way to um, secure those tickets for yourself and also to give uh, to our annual fundraiser and support the library. Speaking of tickets, tickets actually go on sale July the 13th, which is a Friday, at 10.13 a.m. So a lot wanna... of 13s on that Friday. 13, 13, 13. <laughs> hmm. Remember 13th. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Um, why? Oh, just because it's the 13th mm -hmm. and it's a Friday? Yes. Yeah, so uh, this year's gala is hosted uh, in October, where we normally host it in the first week of November. Um, however, the Abingdon Library will be going through some major renovations. Every single window, if you've ever been there, it's basically a building of windows, um, is being replaced. So we have a short... Um, haha window to uh, <laughs> replace all of them um, eight weeks or so before the weather turns so oh, um, sounds like you're being framed which is really a pain <laughs> <It is. laughs> I got nothing stop me it. stop me <laughs> um so yeah so our, our galas moved up to october so a good way to try and remind everybody of the date is to have everything hosted on the 13th. Mm -hmm. uh, we had our happy hour, our gala kickoff happy hour at 111 Main um, back on March 13th, mm -hmm. which was a, a really fun evening. Um, and then our final happy hour will be hosted on Thursday, September the 13th at Horizon Cinemas in Falston. We'll be showcasing all of our live auction items um, and then we'll be watching the movie. Um, so there'll be drinks and snacks, and it'll be a really mm -hmm. great, great evening. Oh, the Pink Panther movie. Yes. Oh, I'll be there. Uh, how do folks um, uh, uh, set up a sponsorship? Uh, so they would uh, contact me. Um, email is dombeck at hcplonline.org. D-O-M-B-E-C-K. Correct. Okay. Um, they can email me. Uh, the sponsorships are on our website, which is uh, eveninginthestacks.org. Um, they're listed there, so you can take a look. Um, really great opportunities um, to be showcased in the community and a lot of great exposure. Um, just a, a really, really great way to support the library. And, and the sponsorships will sell out, and uh, for those who... Uh, uh, don't know this, uh, uh, the, the current sponsors and past sponsors do, it is s such great bang for the buck. Um, not only is it helping, but this is such a great event. It generates so much goodwill. It's such a great experience uh, the whole evening and the lead-up to it. So people, when they associate your name with this event, it really is, um, it's a great, there's a great business payoff mm -hmm. for you as well. So um, get those sponsorships, um, dombeck at hcplonline.org. 
Yeah, and I just I, I want to um, give a, a special thank you to um, our honorary chairs this year, Steve and Sandy Linkus. Um, if you're not familiar with them, um, Steve Linkus is Harford Mutual, and uh, Sandy Linkus is uh, MVS and Merle Norman. Um, they are wonderful, wonderful supporters of the community, um, so giving and so generous. And um, we're really, really honored and excited to have them on board as our chairs this year. Mm -hmm. And um, Tammy and Staffy also at uh, NVS uh, and just always stepping up um, and doing it. So thank you, Steve and Sandy. Um, anything else, Jen, on this before we do live? Um, library events. It's uh, eveninginastacks.org, mm -hmm. October 13th at the beautiful pre-renovation um, uh, Emerton Abingdon, Abingdon Library. Library. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful. You, you, when you walk up to it, you could see the pond and the atrium and the lights inside and, and probably uh, Mood Swings setting up, which is one of the best shows around. We had them on last year and um, just fantastic. Um, okay, let's talk about some library events before we sign off. Well, the biggest event we have happening in the next two weeks is um, our author event with Jeanette Walls. And um, it was so popular, in fact, that we had to move it to a bigger venue. We had to move it from the Abingdon Library to Water's Edge. So the date and time are still the same. It's Wednesday, April 25th. Uh, doors open at 6.15. We are going to be selling books um, in a great partnership with the Ivy Bookshop. They're going to be there selling books, so get there early, purchase a book, purchase a book. Um, we're going to have uh, the opportunity for the author to sign the book for you and take a quick picture with her. We have a few spots left, um, so go to hcplonline.org, and if you're not familiar with her book, The Glass Castle, uh, check it out at the library we have you know obviously have it in stock and it is a fabulous read it's an amazing story of redemption and just it's a very positive um, outcome for this woman's life she's a survivor she is takes care of her family it's an amazing read so I encourage everyone to um, come to the event it's free and open to the public so it's just one more thing that you know we have Jenny here from the foundation, and I get to work with her every day, and the foundation does great things for the library, and they are supporting this event, and it's just one of the services that they, they offer, um, and it's just, it's great. So looking forward to seeing you all there. Then we are right in the middle of uh, preparing for our Summer Reading Challenge kickoff this year. The theme is Libraries Rock, which I think we all know they do. Bob, mm -hmm. that's a theme close and dear to your heart, my music friend over yes, there. Yes, indeed. Um, we have a lot of really fun and exciting interactive programs in store for the kids throughout the summer. Um, so stay tuned uh, as we release more about that to come. And then on Monday, April 9th, just to do some library events that are happening at our Haber de Grace branch from 6.30 to 7.45. We have a really interesting program called Conversations in Photography. And it really delves into why do we take photographs, what makes one photograph like breathtaking versus another that's not. So it's really a cerebral look into photography as um, well as, um, you know, talking about elements that make up a good photographer. Um, and it's led by a facilitator. His name is Joseph Ingram. He's a wonderful photographer, and it's really a, a question and answer time. And it, it's a program we've done in the past, and it's really popular. So, again, go to hcplonline.org. We have an events calendar there. You can click on any branch you're interested in and search for a topic that you're interested in. Then Tuesday, April 10th at our Bel Air Library, it's kind of interesting, we're talking about this with snow in the forecast for this weekend, but it's a spring craft time, and um, it's for three to five-year-olds, and it's just making flowers and anything spring-related, so that's great if you want to get out of the house with your kids. And then um, I just wanted to call out to some of our online digital resources. 
this week we're focusing on Automate, which is a DIY car repair online resource that is amazing and um, kind of relates to our Romancing the Chrome. Um, but I encourage you to go to HCPL online and check out all of the online courses that we have and the resource guides. We have Gale courses. You can learn Spanish. You can learn Excel. You can learn Photoshop. Um, all in the comfort of your home. So. And what about the worms? You skipped the worms. Oh, the worms! The worm <laughs> composting. You know, that's an interesting um, and apparently very popular program. It's at our Jarrettsville Library on um, Sunday, April 8th, and it's from 2 to 3 o'clock, and it's for the entire family. Um, and we're going to have someone talk about um, composting with worms, and it's a great way to get your kids involved in gardening. We have a fabulous Master Gardener program um, that brings uh, Master Gardeners into our branches throughout the county, and they have a different topic that they talk about. They start in the spring, they go till the fall, they cover topics of planting, harvesting, preparing your soil for the next year. Um, and one of the things they're going to talk about is composting with worms, that it's fun and rewarding. <laughs> and it's a question I never thought I'd be asking or had to have answered for me is mm -hmm. how to feed your worms. <laughs> never thought you'd voice those words right <laughs> indeed uh well and uh that's uh, amazing it ended uh, you could talk for another 20 minutes absolutely about it's you, hard you, to pick which ones i'm going to focus on because it, there's so many it's amazing it is like a big gigantic ant farm with hundreds of people doing things that are good for all of us and that's what we're going to end with um on the library rocks and I just looked this up because I remember reading it here is a quote and you have to tell me who it's from oh and gosh you could see it Jenny Miss Hook. oh I can't see that okay, okay. <laughs> she doesn't have her glasses on <laughs> when you, uh, and again the hint is library rocks okay when you are growing up there are two institutional places that affect you most powerfully the church which belongs to God and the public library which belongs to you who said that? Keith Richards. I was going to say it has to be a rock star. That's because the library yeah. rocks. That's awesome. I love that quote. That is a good quote. It really is. It made Mary said. cry a little bit. When I, I try to find library, library quotes, quotes that make her, <laughs> make her tear, tear up. up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very hard. <laughs> well, she is very passionate about the library. And, you know, I, I'm so lucky to work with such a dedicated staff of, as you were saying, hundreds and hundreds of people who make this library for the community. So it's great. Amen. All right, guys, that's all the time we have today for the Hartford Edge. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk with you next week.